Hey guys, it's Cammy, your host on this podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I really, really appreciate it. It it makes me so happy every time someone is listening, every time someone is sending me a message saying they like the episode. It's making me so, so happy. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Today will be about the value of training alone, because training alone is the next level, guys. It's When you do that, when you train when nobody's watching, man... That's amazing. If you're already doing that, wow, I respect you so much. Because I know it can also be a bit boring, but, well, who cares about being bored if it's what it takes, right? So, actually, this episode that you're listening to right now was supposed to be an episode with my mental coach. And he had... he We already recorded the episode, and it's amazing. I mean... What he said was amazing, just how the recording came out was not amazing. Unfortunately, it's lacking in a lot of places and it's almost impossible to get a full sentence out without lacking. So that's so sad, but we will redo the whole episode. He uh, he said yes to doing that. So you guys will still get all of the valuable stuff. And you should look forward to that. But for now, we're already recording on Thursday. But for now, uh, this is kind of my backup episode. But don't worry, because it's still really, really good. I would never tell you anything I don't think is valuable for you. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to do anything but teach you about being an athlete. uh, Learning some new things about point fighting. Anything that I think can be valuable to you. And I know it's valuable to you. Because it was valuable to me. So at least for some of you. (laughs) For some of the people who are on the same journey as me. You will definitely get something out of this. So. I will give you five reasons. Five reasons why you should start training alone. Uh, Yeah. And. First of all, I just want to tell you that you should be sure that your ambitions matches the work you're putting in. Don't just talk about it. Don't say you want to be the world champion or the national champion or anything if you're not going to put in the work. It just doesn't make sense. Always make sure that your ambition ambitions matches the work you're putting in. And right now I just want you to think about who is your favorite fighter? your biggest idol how do you think that he or she got to that level that they are at and maybe the first thing that comes to your mind is well they are from a great club they have top level coaches let me ask you this if the coaches are the reason why this idol is so amazing how come that not everyone from this club is as good as this person this is because the fighter put in the work when nobody was watching when you slept comfortably in your bed your idol was working practicing this is what you have to do to get to the next level so let's just see let's just give you (laughs) so now I will just give you the five reasons The first reason is there is no stress and no pressure when you're practicing alone. So what do I mean with this? It's not like we come to practice and we feel stressed. No, actually more times I would say that we feel relieved or we feel happy or something like this. But actually 
First of all, you are surrounded by a lot of people, teenage coaches, maybe even parents. Like, guys, have you seen the eyes that parents can look at you with from the waiting room? And they look like they're tired of their life. Or that, I don't know, it's like, ugh, so depressing. But, um, yeah, but this is one thing. There's always a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on. But the second thing is, if you think about it, you are training, let's say, two to five times a week. Let's say you're training one to two hours per practice, right? That's a very, very limited time. And your program, uh, your coach already have a program that he or she is following. So let's say that you're practicing one and a half hour. Maybe you have 10 to 20 minutes doing each exercises. If you have, what did I just say? That I don't know, I've just repeated. So if, if you are training one and a half hour, that will leave you with about 10 to 20 minutes to repeat each exercise. If you have two to three exercises, right? Because if we stick to the one and a half hour, then definitely 30 minutes are already gone with warming up, stretching, uh, taking on equipment and also cooling down after. So now we are left with 20 minutes for each exercises if we have three exercises. Um, so let's say that we're spending also five minutes on explaining the exercises, taking breaks in between to drink some water. Now we are only left with 15 minutes, but you're also doing these exercises with your partner. So that means you have seven minutes to perform the exercise. Seven minutes for you, seven minutes where you are executing, seven minutes where you are the helper. Okay, that's not a lot. Like, that's three times seven minutes that you're actually doing the work. And then you do that a couple of times a week. Okay, but can you now see if you then go in the morning and spend one hour practicing this one instead of just seven minutes that that will be very very different for your game especially because in this hour that you spend in the morning nobody's distracting you nobody's rushing you nothing it's just you and the technique and let me just <clears throat> sorry let me just say that you cannot train alone always you have i mean you you need the aspect where you're also training with the partner but you also need the aspect where you're training alone or you can do the training alone with the partner that's also an option uh so just you and your friend you go and you work on the things that you want to work on and you ask your friend to hold the gloves and you just do the work over and over and over the second reason why you should train alone is the feeling. And when I say the feeling, it's not like, ah, oh, it feels so great, or Ugh, it feels so boring. No, that's not the reason. It's like the feeling in your body when you do the technique. You can go over every little detail in your body and you can start noticing small things. What's going on in your body when you do this? You can really pay attention to details here. And... What's more important is that you start to recognize when you do the technique well versus when you do the technique bad. Because you want to know what you're doing in order to do it better. 
if you don't know what you're doing, then you cannot make it better, right? So you want to know what does it feel in your body when you do it correctly? How does how how does the knee like what way is the knee bending? Um how does it feel like? Are you tight in your stomach? Um all of these details like you know I <laughs> I can come up with so many examples and still I'm like I don't know which one to say so I say nothing. <laughs> but yeah, it's this kind of feeling. Um, how high is your hand lifted? All of these things. Um, and you really have time <clears throat> you really have time to think it over and go over it. Um yeah. And another very important thing now that I say think is that you should always think in your training. Like when you're training, it's a time for your brain to be active. You have to think before training, during training, and after tra- uh, training. You want to know what are you getting yourself into. You want to be active in the moment to see what you are doing right now. Think about what you're doing right now. And then after you want to evaluate this, you want to think it over one more time. And training alone really allows you to do all of these things. Um, so this is leading me to reason number three. And this is where you can start experimenting. And this is like a philosophy of life for me. That you should always experiment with yourself like, we grow up, we learn a lot of things, but how do we know if we like this if we never tried something else? How do we know if this is better than the other if we don't just give it a try? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Oh, that you stop doing it? Fine, you lost nothing. So, you should really start experimenting with your technique and you should ask yourself questions like, what happened if I do this instead of this? How can I do this faster? How can I do it more powerful? And I get that it's sometimes easier to ask other people because then they will actually have a qualified answer that my coach watched 2000s athlete over the past years and they could see that in 80% of the cases the power came from bending the knee this way instead of this way or something like that, right? But But when you are in the gym... You can experiment with yourself and you can try to feel where does it feel better, how does it feel better, how does it feel faster, all of these things. And then you can take that back to your practice and you can talk with people about it. And it will be a lot more easy to talk about when you already know about the details. When you when you know, when you came to conclusions by yourself and you then ask opinions from others because then you can actually have a qualified talk about the questions you're asking. Uh, and I also just wanted to, I, I list some questions that you can ask yourself, uh, when you're training alone. So for example, if you're training hand techniques, uh, then you can ask yourself, what happens if I place my body, uh, like my upper body differently? So if, if, if it's higher versus if it's lower, what, what what effect does it have? Will I get slower if my upper body is higher? Okay, you'll probably th- <laughs> realize yes. Why? Okay, because then you're actually spending the time where your your upper body is going down to get to the right position. You're like wasting this time. But maybe it's not 
maybe you will realize this easier when you actually try it on your own body instead of just someone telling you no you have to do it like this okay but if you actually experience that you are slower then you will definitely understand i will never uh, have my upper body this high again because then i will be slower um what is the best starting position for my front hand and my back hand can i still do a defensive technique from this position how is Laszlo Gombos doing it? Watch his video, try to implement some of the, the ways that he's doing it. And what does it feel like if my body is ready to go forward while I'm moving? All these things, you can put yourself into these positions, you can play around, experiment. Uh, if you're kicking, you can ask yourself, how do I kick more powerful? what different combinations are working well for me so you can actually go and try different combinations instead of just those that you do in training go experiments try some fun stuff like if you don't like it if it don't work fine actually you should appreciate it when it doesn't work because that means that you will never have to spend time on doing this thing again this is the same with people when people say no to you appreciate it and say great now i don't have to waste my time on asking you anymore or spending my time with you if you already said no so that was a side step sorry um but another question could be how can i use my standing leg more efficiently uh can i use the upper knee to help me push myself forward like what effect does the upper knee actually have and how do i kick without stepping forward first all of these things try to experiment and with your movement you can try to to ask yourself how do i change my direction faster why uh, what way of moving around works better for me maybe you prefer one way or the other maybe you realize that this distance will be shorter if you do it in this direction than this direction and how can you benefit from that how can you improve your footwork uh, what are the options when you're on the mats like how many st and i actually did this i stood on the mat so i took seven times seven I'm very lucky in our gym. We only have like real tatamis and we always practice on real tatamis. So it's not a surprise to go to a tournament because we already have the feeling of, of what the area is, is feeling like. So, um, so what I did was I put myself in the, in the starting position of a fight. And then I track, I, I counted steps. So I see uh, if I take two steps back, I have to take one to the side because my third step back, I will be locked in the corner. If I take from my starting position, three steps back in a row without going to the sides, I'm locked in the corner. Who wants to be locked in the corner? No one. So I know now two steps back, one to the side. That's what I can do. Or I can do one step back and one to the side. But I've definitely now realized that the three steps, it's too much. Um... And how can you move around if you're pressured in the corner? All of these things you can start practicing, experimenting, counting, whatever you want. Okay, I, I think you got the idea now. But uh, yeah, be curious. Go and explore. Go and experiment. Go have fun with it. Now, let's go to the fourth reason. Uh, the fourth reason is that you will learn quicker. Who doesn't want to... Their, like, who doesn't want their learning curve to accelerate um, I, I think it's super easy, like, if what you practice is what you execute, then you just have to practice more, right? 
I mean, not more, because I don't care if you put 20 hours in, if it's not 20 quality hours, but if you actually go and practice and you practice quality, then yes, you will learn quicker, definitely. Okay, now this, the last reason, reason number five, it's, uh, it's about inefficiency. And I think this is one of my favorite uh, arguments because I don't think it's normal to look at your coach like this. But let me try to explain. First of all, think about when you were back in school. Maybe you are still in school. Uh, let's say you are in the, in the early years of school and the teacher gave you a book and you have to read the whole book. Which one is more efficient for the teacher? To stand in front of the whole class and read it out loud? Or to tell you guys that you have to read chapter 1 to 10 until uh, Friday. And then when you come back Friday, we will talk about it. And this is your homework. And now we will learn something else in the meantime. Which one is more efficient? Of course, the second option that she tells you, go and do this. And then you can learn something else while the teacher is there. And this is the exact same thing that happens at the kickboxing training. And seriously, guys, your coach is like a gold mine full of wisdom. You should really, really appreciate your coach. First of all, your coach spent time learning the sport. Then your coach fell in love with the sport. And now your coach is spending time with you to teach you what he or she learned. This, this time is time that your coach cannot spend with his or her family. In most cases, the coaches are not even making a great amount of money out of this. And for many people, coaching is something they do voluntarily. They do this for you. You should really appreciate it. And not only because of all of this, I mean, okay, fine, but you should appreciate it because they know all of these things. Every question you can have about point fighting, they might be able to answer. And if your specific coach is not, well, there's definitely coaches out there who, who can answer these questions that you have. So now we're back to the episode of Delight. Yeah, if you did not listen to it, listen to it where he said, I'm always happy to help. All you have to do is ask. And both me and Elijah found in our time, people, like, I don't think we didn't find people who wasn't willing to help. Every time we answer, we get, every time we ask, we get a, uh, wow. Every time we ask a question, we get an answer. So it's about asking the question. Um, but yeah, so you also have to realize that your coach has been on the tatami. Your coach has faced every fear, all the joy, every opportunity that is now coming in your way. Your coach has spent hours, I mean hours, learning that one thing that you're struggling with right now. And that's the only reason that he or she can learn you, teach you how to do this thing. So let me just ask you. Do you want the gold or the dirt from this gold mine? I mean, of course, this is just a picture I'm trying to put in your head. But if the gold is that you are being a better fighter, 
and you're already practicing. So you're already, um, you know, you're already at the gold mine several times a week and you find small pieces of gold whenever you have a success wow yes you got some gold but now you're practicing on your own and that's like upgrading digging with your bare hands to having a big shawl to dig with to dig with so now you can dig even more gold out of this gold mine and it will take you less time to find these bigger pieces of gold and your coach can teach you more advanced things now that you know your basis because or your basics because it also doesn't make sense for your coach to turn to teach you i don't know a tornado kick i don't know why you would use a tornado kick but anyways you get my point then if you cannot do your blitz yet why go to the next level so if your coach i I'm so sure that your coach already spent so many hours trying to teach you how to do the blitz. And if you go now and train it at home and you become really good with your blitz, it now makes sense for your coach to teach you something next level. So you can spend time with your coach because your coach will know this. He has the answers, as I mentioned. You're just not ready to learn it, maybe. Uh, Yeah, and also your body will be it will be easier for your body to adjust and to improve on new skills. Um, so yeah, these were my five reasons why you should train alone. And as I mentioned in the beginning, damn, it can be so boring, like so, so, so boring, especially if you're working on just one or two techniques for one hour. I mean, um, I would like to tell you actually, because what I do is uh, how to make sure that I do quality training when I'm training alone is that I only accept the good techniques. So let's say if you start from the beginning, then you want to do three uh, perfect blitzes in a row. And when you have three perfect blitzes in a row, that's it, that's fine for today. And then, for example, I would have three exercises for one hour. Um... But sometimes it could take me 20 minutes to get three perfect blitzes in a row. And then with time I could work down to maybe five minutes. Then it's time to say, okay, now I want five perfect blitzes in a row. So this is how you make sure that you get the quality. And also when you force yourself to only count the good techniques, then then you also give yourself a really good a space to experience what a good f- technique feels like and then I will always write in my notes how much time did it take approximately to get the techniques and what I discovered during the techniques and then I would move on to uh, to the kicks or something like this but this is a really good way for me to to practice alone um, I'm sure you can find the way you like it the most you will just have to go and do it and then with time maybe you like it with music maybe you i don't know maybe you have to have a training partner just so someone else is there but i definitely recommend you to go and experiment with this and see how can you make this work okay guys i hope you like this episode i really like making it um as i mentioned just contact me on instagram i will i i love to re- 
you guys are amazing. I love to text with you guys because you have always good questions or good statements or like something you want to share or say and I'm just having so much fun. I'm so happy I started this podcast just from, you know, one thing is teaching people something but another thing is having this kind of community where where people want to talk with me about some things that we're both interested in it's I'm really enjoying it and um, yeah so just just write me in there that would make me super happy it's Camilla underscore kickboxing uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing from you and I hope you enjoyed this episode let me know what you think about this episode Bye, guys. Have a nice day. Have a nice morning. Have a nice afternoon. Have a nice bike ride. I don't know where you're at, but whatever you're doing, just enjoy it. Have fun. Uh, I'll see you. See you soon. Bye.